And the one thing that Satan wants to do is to move us away from a simple and pure devotion to Christ, because Christ is simple and pure. And in moving us away from simplicity and purity, he's moving us away from Jesus and Christ-likeness. In this quick reminder, Charlie McCall, the director of His Hill, takes us to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, which starts off with, But I am afraid. That phrase has always grabbed my attention. When the Apostle Paul, the one who had faced beatings, who had faced persecution, who had faced false testimony toward him, says, I am afraid. I want to pay attention to just what it is he's afraid of. So let's join Charlie now as he shares the thoughts the Lord has worked in his heart in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Um, I think one of the themes of Scripture that is very important, it's been dear to my heart for most of my Christian life, and a real challenge to me is from 2 Corinthians 11, where Paul writes and he says, I'm afraid lest as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. So that thought of a simple and pure devotion to Christ and how Satan wants that to be taken from us, that we have anything but a simple and pure devotion to Christ. And so that's a, obviously a huge thing, or the enemy wouldn't be targeting it. And it's a constant um, struggle in our lives because we allow a lot of things to come in that would turn our hearts away from Jesus. I was just this week um, reading something that Major Thomas wrote many years ago. Um, but he said, Converted at the age of 12, there followed seven years of sincere activity and much misguided zeal until at the age of 19, exhausted by the futility of my own self-effort and with an overwhelming sense of my own impotence and failure, out of sheer despair, I discovered the glorious secret of the Christian life in its profound simplicity, the indwelling life of Christ himself and the power that flows from his resurrection. And I appreciated that. Um, reading it afresh because um, he spoke about discovering simplicity. And he had been, his devotion was never in question. Um, he was absolutely devoted, sold out to the Lord, but it was exhausting. Um, it, was, um, it was with self-effort, and it um, brought him into despair. But he discovered the simplicity of the indwelling life of Christ himself. Theologians will tell you that, that um, God is a simple person, and they mean two things by that. They don't mean that we can understand everything about him, because he's infinite, um, and we will never understand everything there is to know about God. What they mean is, is that None of his attributes conflict. There's no self-contradiction within God. But even more basic, they mean that he is one. And God is not composed of parts. If he were composed of parts, then he could have things added to him or subtracted from him, and he would not be infinite. 
Because if you can add another number, it's not an infinite number. And if you can add something to God or take something away from God, he's not infinite. And so he is one. And the most difficult thing to separate is something that has no parts. And God has no parts. And our devotion to God should have no parts. Jesus was the most simple and pure person who ever lived. Children are simple and pure. And the one thing that Satan wants to do is to move us away from a simple and pure devotion to Christ, because Christ is simple and pure. And in moving us away from simplicity and purity, he's moving us away from Jesus and Christ-likeness. Children are simple and pure. And um, they come into this world that way, they lose it, and God wants to bring us back to that by bringing us to Jesus, who is simple and pure. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters. So in other words, we can't have two things that we're devoted to. We can't think of two things at the same time. We can only think of one thing at a time. We can only be devoted to one thing at a time. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or you cannot have two devotions. For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life. And so he's talking about, again, the simple and pure devotion. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, neither do they reap, um, nor gather into barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more? And then he talks about, the lilies of the field, and he talks about the grass of the field. So he's descending, it seems to me, in the value of these things, from birds to flowers to ordinary grass. God is concerned for all of these things. How much more is he concerned for you? So why are we anxious about what we eat and drink and with what we clothe ourselves when we have a Father in heaven who is who is who cares for us more than the birds, the flowers, and the grass. And so there are so many things that come into our life that would distract us from that simple and pure devotion to Him. Simplicity and purity, singular, singularness and, and purity of devotion are what you would expect two newlyweds to have for each other. That's what they vow on their wedding service. Wedding um, service. They don't say those words, simple and pure, but that's what they're vowing, where they're saying that you will be the only one. That's a simple devotion. And a pure devotion, we will not allow anything else to come in and mix with that devotion or to sully or defile or dilute that devotion. It'll be solely you. And, and so it's not so much about the purity of the bride as it is about the purity of her devotion and the purity of the groom's devotion. And it is the one thing that the Lord wants for us. And it is the one thing that the enemy is trying to take away from us. And there's so many things that can crowd in, not just the worries of this world, as Jesus is describing in, in Matthew 6, and there are so many of those. But there are things of, you know, the worries of the world would, would include, how am I going to provide for my children? 
Um, what's going to happen now that I've lost my job? Um, if the economy collapses and continues to fall apart morally, as we're seeing in these days that we're living in, what are we to do? I have conversations often with people these days about how can we prepare for the dark times that seem that might be coming. And no one has any good answers. But I know this. It's not sinful. It's not wrong to take thought for tomorrow. But it is wrong to have anxious thought for tomorrow. And nothing, not even the impending doom that many people think is coming, and we don't know, nothing should take us away from a simple and pure devotion to Jesus. If that's, if that's moving from me, I am moving from Christ, because Christ is simple and pure in his own person and in his devotion to his Father. And so I can know how I'm doing spiritually by how confused, how anxious, how uncertain I'm becoming, how divided my heart is, because none of those things are true of Jesus, and they are not what God wants for me in my relationship with him. I think... um, it really just comes down to keeping Jesus first, that our vision be on him. We all appreciate so much that hymn that says, Be thou my vision, O Lord. And a person with a single vision, a single heart, single mind, is, um, is a delight to, to God. Nothing more is worthy of occupying our thoughts, our mind, our attention, our devotion than he is. And we'll never regret having him first. And it's not something that I can just do, that I can acquire singularity, simplicity, purity, but it's, again, who Jesus is. And so these things are are put on more than they are um, striven for. Um, There are going to be things that I have to put aside that God will put his finger on, and he'll say, this is taking you away from me. This is departing from that simple and pure devotion. Lay it aside. Um, But I can't achieve simplicity and purity in my own strength. I come to the one who is simple and pure. And his life begins to characterize my life. And with that comes the peace of God and and the freedom and liberty that I've never known before, which Major is talking about here in his, his testimony. I discovered the glorious secret of the Christian life in its profound simplicity which is the indwelling life of Christ himself. Simplicity is Christ, and it is Christ in me, and the power that flows from his resurrection. There are so many things that um, have that potential of taking us away from that single-minded focus on Jesus Christ. As Major like to say, he is not an emphasis, he is the truth. And anything that's taking me away from him is sullying my heart and my mind and is an instrument of the devil to take me away from simply Jesus. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm the host of the His Hill podcast. You've been listening to Charlie McCall, who's the director of His Hill. I hope you have found this to be a, an encouraging reminder that the Christian life is not about the peripheral, not about the witnessing, not about the giving, not about the doing. All of those things are the result of just who the life is about. 
And our simplicity and purity is to be toward Jesus and Jesus alone. May we remember this in whatever the Lord has placed for us to walk in. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.